Welcome back to Cole America. I'm your favorite host, Chris Coleman, back here again today. Ooh, that was a bad week last week. It was such a bad week. Um, everything was crazy. NFL, college football, it was all messed up. It was all like nuts. So, but overall, the year I'm still okay. College football, I'm 139.76-1 going into this week. Missed some that we shouldn't have. Hit some that we probably shouldn't have. You know, it is what it is. So, but I'm going to start out today talking a little bit about Dark League because, uh, well, it's my show and I can. Uh, before I jump into the college football picks, it is Thursday, so sorry. I know it's later uh, in the week and it probably won't be out till later tonight. My man James, who works about a billion hours a week, but he still takes time to, to do this and put it out. And for that, I'm eternally grateful. Um, but no, Dark League's in full, full effect. Uh, this past week, uh, going into the week, uh, my team, our team, out of the place out of Redshed, Third Dark Magic, we were sitting on top of the table. We picked up 10 wins uh, on the road. And, you know, so we're still going to be on top. And... But it's it's only that was only week four of the season. Got a long way to go. Got a lot left, and then of course with us, it's uh, the playoffs that that you know you're circled and really looking at. There's some good teams though. Uh, the four-time defending champs, the Dortmund cometh, kind of broke up a little bit with the Dark Women cometh first. Uh, Hollis and Meat left, and they joined them and. Uh, but they added in Evans and Shane, and, you know, they've, they've been doing well. They're a good team. Uh, Dead Monkeys, uh, which, you know, Robert and George and David, and uh, them, they added Brad and Will, and uh, they're, they're looking good. Hoppers has so much talent, you know, with that team with Wes and Trout and Eddie and Steven and Drew Rhodes and them. That's that's always a dangerous team right there. They're good. Uh, Glory Pounders. With, with Claire and all them, they're, they're a good team. There's a couple of them. I don't even know uh, all the players that are on the teams. I haven't seen them yet. Um, the old dog, old man, young bucks, old dog, young bucks, whatever it is. Uh, Sam Adams and his team. I don't even know who I was on it down there. Uh, throw, throw points hurt feelings that uh, we played this past week. I mean, Tanner Barnes is a great addition to their team and Big Tommy. Uh, Matt and Sonya and Jen and them, they're all great to hang out with. And they're, they're going to be a solid team all year long. They're going to they're gonna definitely pick up some points on the way. Winner boost is uh, Sam Adams. I mean, Sam Adams is sides and sides. And uh, John Wood, we man joined them with Marvin, obviously still captaining them. And Tui, the staple that is Tui. Um yeah, I mean, so you you got some really good teams out there. Bia, uh, you know, Andrew and Jenka and them when they're on and Alford, you know, they're always, always a tough out. There's a uh, – I think it's going to be a fun season. There's so much parity in the league. I think anybody can win on any given day. Bia, by the way, added Bill Lloyd this season. Uh, good little pickup there. Uh, and so you got – and then – uh, I'm not even sure who else on short shafts and sticky tips this season with Mallory's team. Uh, I, I assume it's the same as past couple seasons. I haven't really looked at the rosters. I know they send them to me. I forwarded them on to Stephen and Scott and go, yeah, y'all get those in. Y'all go right ahead. 
But no, it's been good. The singles league, there's been a lot of action. Uh, we have a group me for it. There's a lot of trash talk. Mainly because we have two divisions, and uh, my man Wayne, who might be the nicest guy in the history of Dart League, he keeps calling their division, the West Division, the best division, and the East Division, he refers to as the least. Keon, myself, Drew Rhodes, George, Hunger, Matt, there it will. Oh, there's so many of us that are all in the Eastern Division. Uh, so. It's, it's just in fun. Uh, the divisions are actually pretty even if you look at it as far as expectations going into it. I've underperformed in singles. I haven't been good. Uh, I went, I won four to three this past week. That's the first time I won. I lost to Keon five to two. I lost to George four to three. I lost to Tui four to three. And I beat Beck four to three. So, is what it is, but... That's uh, that's not going to get you in the playoffs. It's got to turn around. I mean, that's just for me personally. If I'm going to do what the fans expect me to do and and make a make a run and get in the playoffs. So, fortunately, it's early in the season there. Also, I got a little time, but points are being left on the board, and it's, it's you got to start making them up starting next week. Uh, got to come correct in singles. And the. Uh, there's some, there's some, I'm really happy with a lot of the new players that joined the league. I mean, Bill Lloyd obviously joined. Uh, Buddy knocked him off last week. That was, that was, you know, surprising. And, uh, but George has joined the league. And uh, Claire, who's been a breath of fresh air watching her uh, do what she does. And then, uh, yeah, but, uh, Michael Wallen, who's currently on top of the Western Division. If you look at the standings, ttownartleague.com. There's uh there's so many that are you know it's their first season in it, and but they're all good players. These are people that have been in the league and know what they're doing, and, and I think it's awesome. It's added a lot to it. Mm. Anyway, all right, that's not what y'all tuned in for. You want the picks? You want the picks? You're gonna get the picks. Oh, how about that? Let's go ahead and do it. As always, we're gonna start out. With the defending national champion, University of Alabama Crimson Tide. Now, first off, oh, the sky has fallen. All the criticism from last week after the win against LSU. Yeah, I know. I watched the game. I watched the game. Six rushing yards. Wow, that's terrible. Hey, look at it from the other side of the coin. We won. An SEC football game and only rushed for six yards. Think about that. That's where you're at, LSU. That's where y'all are at. Mm. Now, the O-line, you know, once the center got hurt and they had to shuffle it, they were lost, they were confused, and they were whipped all night long. This is something that they've got a couple of weeks to show up, and you better get it fixed. Because I promise you, uh, this week we're fine. Arkansas, Sam Pittman, former line coach at Georgia before he, uh, before he had got the head coaching job, he's building his team on the trench, in the trenches. That's where he's starting, and Nick knows it. I promise he does. 
We're going to have to come quick in that one. And then when we go down to the Plains, you ain't winning the Iron Bowl rushing for six yards. You got to come with it. So, line now I know we're going to the sophomore. He's going to be taking over at center. They announced that yesterday. By the way, breaking news, Cam Newton signed with Carolina. I don't care. I hope he fails. I hope he's terrible. Anyway, um, speaking of going down on the Plains, but uh, – we're gonna. I think. I think that you know. This week we played New Mexico State. We have played New Mexico State before. This is not the first time ever. Um, <laughs> the all-time series, Alabama leads it one to zero. We beat them sixty-two to ten. Back in uh, twenty nineteen, if y'all remember that, sixty-two to ten. It's a pretty good score, I think. You know what? That'd be a great score this week. Does that have us winning by 52? Well, that would cover the 51 and a half spread, and it would hit the over that is 67. This team can't win 62 to 10, though, right? Mm, I don't know. It'd be close. Look, if you're looking to play this game, one, you're absolutely out of your mind crazy. Uh, why are you playing a game that has a 51-point spread? New Mexico State's bad. Though. They're 1 and 8. This is a bad New Mexico State. Yeah, I said that. As if they're not always assumed to be bad, this will be a cakewalk. Alabama's going to win this game. They're going to win this game big. Are they going to cover 51 and a half? I don't know. Don't touch this game. If I have to pick, I'm taking Alabama because we can cover. So I'll take the Tide for like one unit, real low, one star. Um, and I'm not touching the over-under. Just run away from that game. But, you know, for picking purposes, I'll take the Tide. Mm. Mistake travels down to those planes to play Auburn. Auburn's a five-and-a-half-point favorite despite their terrible, terrible performance at A&M last week. Look, Auburn's been better at home than they have been on the road. They had a couple of good weeks in a row, and then they went to A&M, and Bo Nix did what Bo Nix does and looked like crap. Uh, I like Auburn to bounce back in this week. Mississippi State's also uh, coming off of – uh, a loss to Arkansas. So, uh, I'm going to go with Auburn to cover. And I'm also going to take the over in this. I do like – I think Will Rogers is definitely the better quarterback in this game. But because it's in, because it's down on the plains, if it was in Starkville, I'd go with State. But with this, I'm, I'm taking over. Talk about a terrible game that I – oh, ugly game. Ugly fans. Wouldn't want to be at that one. Georgia, Tennessee. Georgia's 9-0. They're the best team in the country. They've looked the part. They've looked like a playoff team, unlike anybody else in football all year long. Their defense is amazing. They dominate the line of scrimmage. And they're going up to Knoxville. Well, Georgia, Kirby, you better be ready because the last three or four weeks of the season, Tennessee's offense has had the best numbers of anybody in the SEC. Yeah. They started going fast, and they started to figure it out. Mm-mm-mm. Georgia's going to win this game. But Tennessee, I'm taking Tennessee to cover. Plus 20, give me Tennessee. The over-under at 56, I'm with the over, not for much. But I'm with the over. I'm taking Tennessee to cover, and I'm taking the over. But I do think Georgia pulls out the win. Um, just because they're the better football team. 
A&M travels to Ole Miss. Both these teams are 7-2. and two. Uh, A&M is a two-and-a-half point favorite on the road. The over-under is 56. I feel like that's way too low. Give me the over in a five-star lock of the week. The lane train's going to have them high-flying this week. Get your popcorn ready, baby. We're ready to go, lane train. But does he get the win against Jimbo? Absolutely. Give me Ole Miss. Pulling the upset. Number 15 takes down number 11. Oh, doctor. And they help out the Crimson Tide and giving us a smoother, easier path to the SEC championship game. Thank you, Ole Miss. Thank you, Lane Train. This one's for us. Arkansas is 6-3. They're playing 4-5 and five. LSU for the Battle of the Golden Boot. As if anybody would ever want to wear a golden boot or go to Arkansas or Louisiana. Trash places. Mm. Arkansas is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Over-under 59. LSU played the game of their lives last week. Ed Orgeron had them fired up. You've heard his comments about Alabama. You knew he was going to bring them to come to try and play. He's a great recruiter. He's a great motivator. He's just not a good X's and O's guy. And Ed O had them fired up. Well, and they still didn't win the game. Sam Pittman, better coach, better X's and O's guy. They can dominate the line of scrimmage. Watch out. Arkansas goes into Baton Rouge, walks out of there with a W. Pig suey. Sandwich playing Florida. There's no line on this game, but the, so I guess I'll take Florida to win it. But I did think about it for a minute. So uh, if that tells you the state of Florida and Dan Mullen, Dan Mullen is not a likable guy. Uh, he actually called last year and, and requested an interview with the Jets and obviously didn't get it. Uh, if you didn't know this, uh, before he took the job at Florida, mm, he interviewed for the Oregon job. And the Oregon people, the, the AD, or yeah, the AD and uh, a bunch of them up there, said that it was one of the worst interviews they ever had. He is extremely arrogant. He's extremely cocky. And they're like, he's never welcome in Oregon. Uh, and Jeremy Foley warned the University of Florida because he had been Florida's athletic director for a long time. He was there when Dan Mullen was there as an assistant. And when he heard they were even talking about going to hire him away from mistake, they, he warned them and said, listen, a lot of people don't want to work with this guy. He's not a likable guy. He doesn't get along with a lot of people. A lot of people don't like him. Be careful. And then you saw this past week, Todd Grantham, uh, the defensive coordinator, and then the, their O-line coach, they both leave. There's rumors that a lot of others on the staff want to leave. You're going to see some turnover, and I think Dan Mullen's going to be part of it. Uh, where will he end up? Who knows? But uh, He's not a great coach. He doesn't do a lot of great interviews. He's yeah, average at best. But yeah, Florida will beat Sanford. They should. South Carolina, speaking of, coming off that huge win against Florida. Did not see that coming. If you called that one, if you had that money line, then call me. I need you as the guest on the show every day, every year. What are you doing? How did you see that? That's amazing. Uh, but South Carolina's five and four. They're, they're, they're going to Missouri, who's four and five. 
And you're talking about two teams that went down to the wire with Vanderbilt, right? Two teams that went to the wire with Vandy. What? It's a pick'em. Well, flip your coin. I'm going to go South Carolina just because they're coming off the big win against Florida, but not for much. This isn't a big game. This isn't a gimme. Most people are going to look at this and go, oh, they killed Florida last week. Missouri's trash. I don't care that it's at Missouri. Look, be careful with this game. I would not be surprised to see Missouri pull this off. All right, South Carolina's not a good team. I like Shane Beamer. I like Eli Drinkwitz, too. Now, I'm going to go with the Cox, but not for much. This is a very low, low game down there on it. All right? And the last SEC game we got here. Well, this just could be the great Southern traditional SEC rivalry that you're all going to want to tune in for. Make sure you got your DVR set. You know it's an instant classic. We got Kentucky against Vanderbilt. Yeah, that's uh, that was a joke. That was sarcasm. Look, this all-time series is actually 46, 42, and 4. So, and that tells you how close they've been over the over time. That Kentucky's a 21-point favorite. I think, you know, Vandy's covered a few times this year. Uh, the longest win streak in this series, I found this interesting, is Vanderbilt. They have won, at one time, they had beat Kentucky nine years in a row. That's the longest win streak in the series. <coughs> the, uh, that was also from 1896 to 1918. The largest victory, though, was Kentucky in 1978 when they beat them 53 to 2. Um, the, this is Kentucky. Kentucky's a better team. Kentucky's currently won five straight in 2016 until now. Uh, go ahead and make it six. They're going to win this game. Are they going to cover the 21? I think they will. Their offense showed up last week. They, lost, you know, they had that shootout with Tennessee, but their offense showed up. <coughs> They're. They have been eh, offensively the two weeks before that. So the question is, which one's the real Kentucky? I think last week was more the what we had seen the real Kentucky offense as opposed to weeks before. Give me the cat. C-A-T-S. Cats, cats, cats. I will see you, Coach Finelli. Tonight, UNC against Pitt. UNC coming off, knocking off uh, Wake Forest, who was previously undefeated. UNC's 5-4. and four. Pitt's 7-2. Pitt's at home. Look, one, take the over of 73. Two, UNC's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Is that right? Am I looking at this right? If I am, because I could have written it down on. I'm with, I'm with Pitt in this game. I'm with Pitt. And if they're plus six and a half, I'm And I hate to do that with a ranked team against an unranked team. For some reason, I was thinking Pitt was favored until I just looked at this. But I can pull it up, but I'm not going to. Anyway, Pitt, over. Honestly, you're not going to hear this before. Now, if I'm looking at this right, and it is UNC, <clears throat> then I'll, uh, I'll probably reconsider it. I'm definitely taking the over, though. Um, Friday night, you got Cincinnati against South Florida. Cincinnati's minus 23 and a half. They haven't been covering these big spreads. They've been struggle wins over and over and over and over. All right, well, <sighs> South Florida, though, it's Friday night. 
Give me Cincinnati. 23 and a half. Ugh. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm not big on it. Two stars. I'm really considering South Florida right now. Over under 57. I don't like that either. This is not a good game. But give me Cincinnati, I guess. Michigan and Penn State. Michigan's 8-1. Penn State 6-3. Michigan, one and a half point favorite going into Happy Valley. Give me the fight in Jim Harbaugh's. He's kept his mouth shut as more so than normal. So I'm going to roll with him this week. Wisconsin, 6-3. They're at home against 3-6 Northwestern. They're a 24-point favorite. It's Wisconsin, baby. They're going to run all over the Purple People leaders. Wildcats. Whatever. Oklahoma against Baylor. Oklahoma is uh, 9-0. Baylor 7-2. This is number 8 versus number 13 in the AP polls. Oklahoma, 5.5-point favorite. Of course they are. Over under 62. Give me Baylor at home. You know what? Sprinkle the money line. Give me Baylor and the points. Give me the over and sprinkle the money line. Because Baylor is about to shock somebody. Utah against Arizona. Utah 6-3. Arizona's 1-8 because Arizona's not good at football. Utah's only a 24-point favorite. They're ranked number 24. Give me Utah. They cover and they're climbing. Um, Southern Miss 1-8. Wow, to the top. That's really the mantra y'all sticking with when you're one and eight to the top. No, let's change it back to anybody, anywhere, anytime and get back to Southern Miss football. They got to go to the Roadrunners, University of Texas, San Antonio, UTSA. Roadrunners. Do y'all remember Michelle Beadle that was on uh, ESPN around 2009? I hated her. Uh, she was terribly annoying because she was like this huge Texas fan. I mean, huge, huge Texas. And she didn't go to Texas. She went to UTSA. So it always kind of turned me off on them. But I like the Roadrunners. I like this team. They're 9-0 for a reason. You know what? They're a 33-point favorite, and they're going to cover it. Roadrunners running away. Mm. Southern Miss is not the Coyotes. The Coyotes are what they would need to play. Minnesota will take on Iowa. Minnesota 6-3, Iowa 7-2. Iowa's a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Look, the over-under in this game is 37. You know why? Because it's going to be a boring, terrible football game. Don't watch this game unless you just like to watch men run into each other and go nowhere. Uh, I'll take Iowa to cover, but not for much. That's truly for the pick I probably won't touch this game. Hmm. Big Ten football. They'll tell you how great it is. Well, let's see. Because the Ohio State University, who does have the most fun band in out of the Power Fives. I didn't say it all in college football. Carter, if you're listening, I know about Alcorn. I know about Gramlin. I know about the SWAC. I did not say all college football. I said in the Power Five. But you got to admit, they do some pretty cool things with their band. Not just the dotting of the eye. The movement, but you know what? 
they're not leading the Macy's Day Parade this year. You know who is? The Million Dollar Band from the University of Alabama. That's right. Get up early on Thanksgiving morning. Come on down to Unique. Join me. You know I'll be here. You know I like the parades and I like the football and I like the ham. I'll eat the turkey. I love the dressing. Thursday. Today's Thursday. City Cafe has chicken and dressing today. So you know what I'm doing? I'm getting City Cafe. I like the dressing. You can call it stuffing. You can call it dressing. You can call it whatever you want. Just put it on my plate and get out of the way. Watch this. I'm going to work. No, Coleman, you're not fat. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. Ohio State's 8-1. Purdue's 6-3. Ohio State's a 21-point favorite. Ohio State had covered five spreads in a row until they didn't cover last week. This week, they get back to it. Give me the Ohio State. No. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I just rethought this. Hold on. 21? No. I'm changing my pick right here, right now. I'm taking Purdue in the points. That's right, Lee Corso. I could go crazy and say stupid things, too. Mm. I'm with Purdue and the points. The Boilermakers, they got the big drum. I like it. Maryland, 5-4. and four. One of the most inconsistent, unpredictable teams in college football. Thanks, Loxley. Thanks, Talia, Tunga Valoa. Well, they go to Michigan State, and that's Mel Tucker, 8-1. and one. Mel Tucker's a 13-point favorite. Give me Mel Tucker. Give me Michigan State because they're more consistent. Maryland is like a box of chocolates. Yeah, you know where that's going. You just don't know what you're going to get. And they have not been good uh, as underdogs. When they're, when they're dogs, they haven't covered. And so I'm going to go with Michigan State. Notre Dame's 8-1. They're playing Virginia at 6-3. Mm, I'm with the Irish in this one. Go Irish. Uh, NC State against Wake Forest. Wake Forest is 8-1. NC State 7-2. Wake's a one-and-a-half-point favorite coming off their loss last week to North Carolina. The over-under is 66.5-1. I'll take the over, please. Thank you. Two, give me Wake Forest at home. I think they take down the pack, but not for much. This is another one-and-a-half stars on this game because you're talking about number 16, number 12. How's Wake going to rebound after losing last week? We'll see. But, uh, I mean, the ACC's wide open, guys. You want it, go take it. Because Clemson's done. Dabo's not Nick. Sustaining the dynasty is not easy. As you watch what they're going through this year, as you saw what LSU went through last year, Alabama people, y'all need to appreciate what Nick has done. If any year should be a rebuilding year for Alabama, it's this year. Technically, three quarterbacks taken in the top two rounds the last couple of seasons. And then you turn around, (laughs) four wide receivers in the first round the last two seasons. Four. That's unprecedented. Never happened. Two first-round running backs. How much more can you lose? We haven't even got into the O-line. We haven't got into the D-line or any defense whatsoever. And all those that got drafted. We haven't got into those, but look at it. If any year should be a rebuilding year, it's this year. 
Alabama should be down. But we only have one loss. We're eight and one. We have everything to play for in front of us. How? The answer is simple. The process. Nick Saban. Mm. If you want to see more on that, uh, Eli's Place, episode three on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, it's all Alabama, and it's Nick Saban in particular. But uh, check it out. I liked Peyton's Place because I like the history of the NFL. So I've been watching Eli's Place, which is about college football, and him going back to college. And uh, it's been interesting. It's been interesting. I'm through like four or five episodes now. Uh, but, yeah, I, I like it. Uh, it's good stuff. All right, TCU, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's 8-1, TCU's 4-5. By the way, that's on ESPN Plus, by the way, if you're looking for Eli's place. Um, I'm not a Manning fan. I like the show. Oklahoma State, 8-1. They're taking on TCU that's 4-5. Gary Patterson got fired a couple of weeks ago. TCU's defense hasn't been what TCU's defense normally is. Oklahoma State's a 13-point favorite over under 54-and-a-half. This game's in Oklahoma State. Get a George, you listen, Cowboy up. Y'all got it. Give me a five-star lock of the week on OK State. Running it up on them. Get them, Cowboys. Washington State is five and four. They get to play Oregon, who's eight and one. Eight and one Oregon covered last week for the first time as a favorite. All right, they were a seven-point favorite, and they won by ten, and that's covering the spread, and that's what they needed to do. This week, they're a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. And for the second time in a row, they're going to cover Gimme the Oregon Ducks. Quack, quack, quack with Mario Cristobal. Sorry, Emilio Estevez. You're no longer the mighty duck man. Um, yeah, that just happened. Nevada takes on San Diego State. San Diego State's 8-1. Nevada 7-2. and two. Oh, doctor. San Diego State's a three-point favorite. Over-unders only at 46 because that run defense is good. Ooh, this is going to be a barn burner, good game. It's going to come down to it. It's going to come down to it on the spread. And so you got to sweat it. For that reason, I'm saying one and a half stars, but I'm going to roll with San Diego State. I'm going to roll with them and see if they can cover it. But I think that's going to be a close, close, close game. If you're looking for an upset special, you're getting some good value there with Nevada. I mean, they're 7-2. They're on the road in San, sunny San Diego. They might go by pool world. They call it SeaWorld, but it's all pools. It's not in the sea, so it doesn't make sense. Mm. But it's also in California, so a lot of things out there don't. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, so that's where we're at for it. Friday night, you got the USA men's soccer team, World Cup qualifier, playing Mexico. 8 p.m., I believe, Central Standard Time. We're going to have it on here at Unique. Come join us. Come watch the game. But, uh, this is, I mean, it don't, it don't get bigger than USA-Mexico in the CONCACAF. You ain't qualifying. These are the two teams that should be 1-2 every time. They're the two best. <coughs> and it's going to be a good game. Um, you got some European qualifiers today and tomorrow. Not really a lot of big ones today as far as, like, uh, traditional powers against each other. Uh, you've got South America. Now, if you want to see battles, check out the Cambiol, uh World Cup qualifying because those guys, every country in South America 
hate every other country in South America. It's some bitter, bitter, bitter feuds. And so that's always fun. But anyway, guys, that is my time. Hopefully this week will be better than last because I know last week was a bad, bad week for everybody. But we're going to turn it around. It's week week 11, I think. Yeah, week 11. All right. To the service industry people, you only got a couple of home games left. Embrace it. Enjoy it. Have fun with it. There's seven home games a year. 14 days. Sleep is not needed. You can sleep in December. I promise. Except for me. I'm not going to be sleeping 23rd through 28th. I'm going with the family down to Disney for Disney Christmas. <laughs> Y'all have fun. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, come on. Y'all know I like Star Wars. You know I like Harry Potter. We're going to have a good time. Anyway. That is my time. Thank y'all for listening. As always, I'll leave you with this. One, before I do this, before, before I leave you with that. Two, we open Unique every day at 2 p.m., uh, Monday through Friday, every day. During football season, I'm open by 8 a.m. on Saturday. And then, of course, we'll open at 11.30 a.m. Because NFL Sunday, we got the NFL package. You can come and watch any NFL team you like. Obviously, I throw one of the TVs on the red zone for all the fantasy people. Which, if you like the NFL, you like fantasy. And some people, oh, I've never really gotten into the NFL. I just like college. I just, you know, roll tide. I just watch college. There's not a game on TV that don't have Bama players in it. <laughs> it's, it's like the alumni games every Sunday. I promise. <laughs> every one of them. If you don't believe me, you're not really a Bama fan. You don't know what you're watching. Anyway, um... But, yeah, Swing By watches this Saturday. Obviously, I'll be open by 8, maybe a little earlier. I don't know because you got got an 11 a.m. kickoff this week. (sighs) 11 a.m. kickoffs. But next week, we're back to 2.30, primetime, CBS, my favorite spot. I know I say primetime at 2.30 when most networks would say that's at 6. 2.30 is our favorite kickoff for the bars, if you didn't know that. And, uh, yeah, so Arkansas is 2.30. That's good. Anyway, swing by, see me. I'm here all the time. Not always bartending, but I'm here. So come in. You can ask for me, tell the bartender or whoever. Hey, Coleman here? Yes. Can I talk to him? Maybe. (laughs) Depends on who you are. Anyway, normally I can hear you. I just come on out. Anyway. That is my time. So, as always, I, now I will leave you with this. Shoot to score. Play to win. But most importantly, when you get married, make for damn sure that you are the ugly one. I'm Chris Coleman.